0: Uh, All right. Well, welcome to the April 4th edition of Cascadian Views, a uh, somber new spring with uh, Dan here. Uh, Not a whole lot has changed in the world in the last few weeks. More people are dying, but the stories are really all the same because nothing else is happening.
1: Yeah, it's real stasis month. I mean, yeah, we took last week off, but you could hardly tell from the accumulation of news, really
0: uh it's it's weird not weird i guess it's telling that you called it the stasis month there was actually an article i was reading uh i want to say it was in the atlantic about how 2020 could very well be a lost year like in general when you you look at you know the expected repeak that's going to happen in the fall when conditions actually like get good for the virus to spread around uh we could end up being in lockdown for like a significant
1: chunk of this year. yeah, yeah, it's I was actually just talking to my dad about this last night, who's a you know a doctor. And his feeling is, yeah, that this could very well be dragging on through next spring. you know, and the things that might make the difference is eventually there will be better vaccines and tests to be able to determine if people are have already had. The virus and have developed the antibodies to prevent reinfection or not, and whether or not the test can come rapidly enough to get people back and functioning in the economy again. But everyone who does not still have immunity and does not, you know, have not gone through the process of having a vaccine, they're still going to be stuck in the same kind of lockdown for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a rather, it's a really sombering prospect the year ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, you never you know know how important a dedicated CDC official in China in charge of looking for new coronaviruses is going to turn out to be until you fire him. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> something the, the government did just uh, like a year or two ago.
1: The, well, the government as in... <laughs> the current government. The yeah. orange baboon. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Ken... Ken White, uh, otherwise known as Hat, was talking about how somebody should mention to Trump that collodial silver uh, kills the virus, so at least we'll get a palette swap. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Instead of the orange one, we could have the blue one.
1: Jesus, that'd be something else. Although, I don't know if that would color through the spray tan or not. You just have to <laughs> add a few more layers. Uh
0: Trump has been giving a, a series of daily updates, his coronavirus briefings. He uh, he flirted with reopening the economy, and then he pulled back from that, I, I think, you know, in the face of hundreds of thousands of people who would be dead, which he's now framed as a win, by the way. Um, if if we hold coronavirus deaths to 100,000 to 200,000 uh, people, he, he considers that a win.
1: Yeah, I, you know... It's- Expectations into the ground. Yeah, I I don't know what to think about that.
0: When he was saying, you know, it's a couple people, would will be down to zero. Not that long ago. Like, I believe that was the end of February, beginning of March, something like that. Uh, Coronavirus deaths, or not deaths, cases just hit 300,000 today in the U.S. A few days after they hit 200,000. Deaths are up to 8,000, rising at a clip of very close to 1,000 a day. And uh, just continuing to go up. April yeah. is, uh, is we're being told April is going to be a bad month.
1: Yeah, that it's going to be wrapping up and pretty regularly hitting 1,000 a day and probably not going to drop down to 500 until May-ish, I guess. Maybe mid-May, late May is when it's going to maybe start coming back down from that peak. Because
0: mm-hmm. all the people yeah. dying now are people who were infected like three weeks ago. Four right ago like yeah there's there's always a lag although there are promising signs both San Francisco and Seattle have had uh, really good results with their lockdown uh, and that comes from pretty wide societal
1: buy-in I think in those places yeah some of the earliest places that ended up seeing infections and so started you know taking more affirmative actions. I think ahead of almost all the curve. I mean, it's not actually it's not so much that Washington has been ahead, but it's been very, very steady in the escalations and actions that the governor has taken. And when he's taken them, it's it's stuck, really, is kind of how I would describe it. It's not a lot of vacillation. And for the most part, as it's ramped up, people have been cooperating. Mm.
0: And that stands in stark contrast with some of the southern states, which have not at all uh, embraced the, the lockdown and the movement restrictions. You had states as late as, I, I think, just yesterday, Missouri lockdown.
1: Yeah, oh, or some are going in the opposite direction. I, what was I seeing today that, oh, excuse me, in, uh, in Georgia, they reopened the beaches on the order of the governor.
0: Yeah, they're they're still doing the lockdown. They've just reopened the beaches. I don't understand what the point of that is.
1: Bring in some tourists, you know, to make sure there's lots of you know circulation of people. Get lots of interaction going.
0: Did you yeah, see the uh, the video um, CNN had of uh, tracking mobile devices from a single beach in in Florida? I had not, but. At- oh my god yeah they partnered with this like mobile intelligence company and they they just took a single beach in miami you know uh, maybe a quarter mile length of beach with all the spring breakers on it and just you know selected all the phones that were on there and then watched where they went over the course of like the next couple weeks as they returned home and whatnot and it was just
1: everywhere in the country wow Oh, man. So in some places, the lockdown is not going so well. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh,
0: the the Oregon uh, outbreak is actually really accelerating. We we hit 999 infected today. No, just under the 1,000 mark. They didn't quite you know reach four digits. Uh, we've got uh, another, I believe it was four deaths over the last two days. Uh so we're we're accelerating, as usual. It is our our highest number of uh, new infections was yesterday. You know, the last twenty four hours that were posted
1: just a couple hours ago. Uh, About how many are they hitting per day now?
0: Let me open up the state release. Uh, we added one hundred total cases on Friday from Friday. To today, uh, Saturday, and we're now at nine hundred ninety-nine total. So we added ten percent
1: in the last twenty-four hours. Okay, so definitely still ramping up then. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're. I think we're at just over, I think between seven and eight thousand cases, and we're adding about. I think we added about seven hundred in the last day.
0: Yeah, we're we're
1: almost uh, quaint compared to Washington.
0: Mm -hmm. It's. uh, Damn. it's crazy, though, and a lot of these new numbers are being driven by nursing homes. Uh, there was one case where, god, I want to say, like, uh, let's see if I can even find it here. Uh, there was, like, 20 residents and, like, 15 workers at one of these uh, Avamir homes, who were infected, uh, and it now means that uh, the virus is present in 29 nursing homes in Oregon. Here's the article, let's see. Uh, A a cluster of 29 people, 14 residents, and 15 employees. I was off by uh, a bit there. But yeah, nearly 30 people in one nursing home. uh, Laurelhurst Village.
1: Yeah, just just brutal, because that's, again, where... Where it's going to do the most damage.
0: Did you uh, see the outbreak in, I want to say it was New Jersey in that nursing home where they hadn't even told the state people were dying. They were holding them in a refrigerated truck. um, And they were straight up urging family if they had the ability to take people out of the facility. Uh, It was, there were over a hundred cases in that facility. Wow. Let me... uh, Uh, no, that's not it. Oh, 25% of nursing homes in the state of New Jersey have it. Oh, it's St. Joseph's. Here we go. Uh, oh wait, no, that was an earlier nursing home. There's so many of them, I can't dig through all the, uh, the news coverage here. Uh, it was in Holyoke, I want to say. Maybe that's actually in Pennsylvania. Um, wow. I'll have to dig through it, but it, it is just rampaging through uh, a number of, of facilities in the tri state area, the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York uh,
1: cluster. It is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, the whole you know, tri state area really just nailed the, the epicenter of this now, but it may be moving south pretty quickly if. Uh, The governors that we've been talking about, you know, the lack of action that we're seeing in so many of these states, you know, really begins to take its toll out there. Yeah.
0: And it's just there's such an absence of leadership from the federal government. Did you see uh, Jared Kushner give his uh, coronavirus briefing? (laughs) where apparently the federal stockpiles for federal needs and states shouldn't be asking for it and they need to, you know, compete with each other. And then it it comes on the, the heels of something Cuomo had to do. Cuomo had to negotiate some shit between, like, a private billionaire who owns an NBA team or some shit, the Chinese ambassador uh, to the mm-hmm. United States, and the, the state government of New York to order these masks because the... uh the Fed, or no, it wasn't. Uh, actually, it might have been Cuomo. Uh, no, it was Hoken. Baker,
1: Charlie, uh It was the governor of Massachusetts. Massachusetts was it Baker working with? Okay. The, yeah, working with the owner of the Patriots. Yeah, Bob okay, left.
0: and and the Chinese ambassador to buy some mm. masks because the federal government was intercepting and like appropriating the masks that he had been ordering. Just unbelievable, you know. wild. And by the way. I'm not fully sure that's legal. Are governors allowed to, like, enter into agreements with foreign
1: powers? I think there's... (laughs) That seems very constitutionally dicey, yeah. Yeah! The world we find ourselves in now.
0: (laughs) Like, I thought foreign policy was solely the domain of the president.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There... Oh my god, if we <laughs> – at the end of this, we end up with you know, Charlie Baker in handcuffs over – good lord. <laughs> yeah, like – Because the federal government isn't providing the yeah, the the needs. They're just not. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh. I, I don't necessarily want the governor of Massachusetts negotiating directly with the Chinese Communist Party. Like, not ideal – I, kind of necessary here. I don't think he did the wrong thing. I just think we are setting a very terrible precedent. That's how the federal government wants these sorts of things to operate.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, well, just I, turn I mean, it all back over to the states. China even, yeah, is
0: yeah, buying nearly wholesale countries in Africa. You're going to tell me that Montana isn't going to appreciate a bit of investment? You know, North Dakota might see some shit flowing in. Uh, if if this is really, like, the future we want, uh, there's a lot of states I think China could probably pretty well move into.
1: Yeah, pretty easily. I mean, what's going on in, they're not really fracking that much in South Dakota. They could move in pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, boy.
0: Uh... I guess that'll bring us to the primary part of this discussion. Uh, They're trying to have a primary in Wisconsin. Against pretty much
1: what everybody wants to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, So there's apparently going to be a a special session, um, or the governor wants to call one. I guess it may be somewhat up to the legislature on that. But uh, the governor wants everybody to get a absentee ballot and have until, like, May 18th or some shit like that to turn it in. Even I though the election gonna... will be officially, like, over way earlier than that for in-person voting, they only want, like, eight hours for people with disabilities and whatnot to be able to vote. And then everybody else gets, like, a whole extra month, uh, and then they turn in their, yeah. their absentee
1: ballots. Yeah, I think they're pushing for a much longer window. There's a... Uh lower court ruling that uh, they could have absentee ballots. You know, at least the courts are saying so far is that they can return absentee ballots through a week from Tuesday. So through April 13th, they could still be turning their ballots back. But uh, I guess the Republicans in the legislature are challenging that, trying to you know, create as much confusion as possible. So, great.
0: Oh, yeah, actually, they they did gavel into a special session, and then they immediately close the session without taking any action. Lasted all of about 15 seconds.
1: Great, because their seats are all g- gerrymandered to hell, so they're not in any jeopardy anyway, even if they're killing God knows how many thousands of their constituents with this insanity.
0: Yeah, and it's... effort's like almost can't even hold this election. He's nationalized uh, the national – well, not nationalized, but he's called up the National Guard to work uh-huh. polling stations because he, he couldn't get enough poll workers. Well,
1: yeah, because it's really, really unsafe. Yeah. We're yeah. Right at the peak of an epidemic, and yeah, it's not as bad in Wisconsin as in some neighboring states necessarily, but it's one way to certainly spread it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a lot of criticism on the states that had their primaries a few weeks ago that went ahead with it rather than postponing it the way, uh, what was it, Uh, Ohio did. Uh, Well, maybe
0: ideally not exactly the way Ohio did. Well, yes. Yeah, Ohio was, yeah. Ohio said, screw you to a court. Yeah,
1: yeah. But here, you know, the governor has been trying to postpone it, and he's been kind of following – You know, reasonable protocols and with a fair amount of lead time to put this off and find some other alternatives to make it less insanely dangerous to do. But uh, I guess the wrinkle here, from what I understand, what is driving this is that there is a uh, Supreme Court election happening in that's going to be happening on the same day that is pretty hotly contested. (laughs) Uh, And so that's the idea is to. Have it in depressed turnout in this election to try and keep this uh, Supreme Court seat in Republican hands.
0: I don't think they even need to try that hard. Like,
1: I, yeah. I don't see that seat flipping to the Democrats. Yeah. Well, that was last year. They ended up coming short on a couple Damn. of. It's uh, one big, you know, court election as well.
0: And I haven't seen much that's changed since then, so I don't even see why the Republicans are risking lives for this. They're going to win that election anyway.
1: Yeah, well, just nailing it down. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it would have under normal circumstances. I think it might have been a problem for them to have a pretty strong, active. Democratic primary going on and no action on their side, and have this regular election. But I don't honestly, think it's, it's a strong, I mean, active anyway.
0: Democratic primary anymore.
1: We yeah. have a nominee. I mean, there's,
0: you know, a fifth of the electorate who doesn't accept that, but we have a nominee.
1: Yeah. But people are still going to turn out and more likely to be turning out as Democrats than as Republicans, I would think. But yeah, I mean, it gooses it just a little bit. Assuming that you know both candidates are also, you know, making sure that their people know that they should be voting, you know, lower ticket as well. And I would hope that both campaigns are being responsible along those lines. But who knows anymore? <laughs> All right. So yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's not looking particularly competitive. I think the last polls I saw coming out had Biden winning Wisconsin by double digits. So this yeah, is a state. Biden's up like
0: 65 to 30 nationally. Uh, The race is really, really solidified behind him quite quickly, and I'm pretty sure it's the coronavirus that did it. When you were looking at their numbers in the states that did vote uh, in the middle of the coronavirus uh, outbreak in in Florida, in Illinois, and in Arizona, um, they, they liked both guys pretty much equally. Like, both of them were fairly popular but biden just absolutely wiped the floor with sanders and who would you trust most in a crisis and yeah. that number ended up being basically the vote share
1: mm-hmm. so yeah it's people going with i guess experienced leadership and you know, not trying not to rock the boat and get a steady hand yeah. in the midst of a really really scary crisis
0: biden knows how to move all the levers of power and i mean To his credit, he has been identifying exactly what he would be doing for months before anybody knew it was a pandemic. Uh, Biden's been extremely clear on this. He's laid out uh, in depth exactly what powers the president has, what powers the president can use, what it will accomplish, uh, all that can be done. And, you know, he's really projected a lot of solid,
1: unoffensive leadership in this time. Yeah. That's, I mean, people... I don't know. I mean, it's the prospect of a break from the last, you know, roller coaster ride of the last three years. But we'll see if we actually get one because, yeah, I mean, it's shaping up to be just as much, if not more, of a just shit show than Obama inherited twelve years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also so. shaping up, you know, not to be morbid, but kind of likely to hit one of the presidential candidates. Especially yeah, when they, they have to be out there funny, campaigning and shit. Yeah, they're all in like the prime demographic for for this shit, and they're out there, you know, meeting tons of people. Uh, but, I mean, less so now, but you know, they were out there shaking a lot of hands. And you know, when you have to grease palms, you have to grease palms.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's getting to the point where they. I, I mean, they're not because you know it's not safe and they could die, but. Yeah, it's all online. That's pretty much everything Biden is doing now is kind of these you know, remote interviews and things like that, which is the responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Trump's not going to do his rallies. He's just doing these stupid uh, press briefings. Which yeah, are really Sunday. turning
0: yeah. into rallies, especially the one that was just yeah. CEOs.
1: Wasn't even any doctors. Just Yeah, L- well, he gets to riff the way he would at uh, one of his rallies, I guess. So the rest of us, if we're so inclined, get to see that world up close. Uh, it probably isn't the same energy as you know when he has the crowd to back him up, but yeah. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Speaking of Wisconsin, we hadn't talked about this yet, but the decision did come down to postpone the DNC. That was something I talked yeah. about this week. Uh,
0: and I'm, I'm actually gonna guess that at some point they're gonna try and make it go fully digital.
1: I think they would have to. Because... I,
0: I, there's a lot of processes that don't really lend themselves that well to a digital experience, uh, so it might be a bumpy road. But yeah, yeah, I think they're going to have to. They're, they're not going to be able to get you know thirty thousand people in the arena.
1: Good lord, no! Yeah, absolutely not. That's not going to be safe by August. No. And if they push it too far out, they'll be you know like you were saying earlier on the second the the second curve that comes swinging around and then. Yeah, once infections start ramping up again, absolutely not. No way. So, yeah, you're right. It's going to have to be probably some kind of digital experience or God, I don't even know how, but it's a damn good thing that we basically have a nominee because can you imagine if this was a contested convention
0: oh God, under those it would, circumstances? It would be terrible. It would be absolutely terrible. 4chan would be you know, bringing the, the low-orbit ion cannon or whatever they call their DDoS machine to bear it yeah. however the uh, however the delegates are supposed to cast their votes like that server would be crashed completely
1: yeah and, and they may do it anyway but at least at least it won't matter at least yeah exactly it's not particularly in doubt it's just a matter of casting the votes as they're going to be allocated because you know, unless Biden dies he's going to have a majority so yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, maybe there'll be some, like, superhero ending and Yang Gang, like, gets all the tech bros <laughs> to, like, put the system on, like, can't-go-down squid backups over half the globe and something. And, like, you know, Buda Ged translates it into every language, you know, demands that everybody can use it. Maybe there's some, like, when our powers combine shit that can happen.
1: One more way for blockchain to <laughs> fuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, man great stuff.
0: Speaking of corporate buzzwords, uh, that was actually a a really large feature of um, Kushner's briefing. Oh my god, dude. Like You have never heard as many corporate consultant buzzwords in like 15 second chunks as you did with Kushner's briefing.
1: Talking about synergy
0: and supply chain (laughs) dynamics and
1: crap strategy and yeah, yeah. <laughs> rapid response yeah, yeah oh good lord yeah that's kind of what happens when you don't actually know anything and you just have to kind of fill in whatever uh-huh. random words can you know fill the gaps
0: so yeah. uh let's finish up by talking about some budgets uh because mm-hmm. portland has a big hole in ours we're, we're currently missing about a hundred million dollars we would have it's be expected to have by now uh, due yeah. to the lockdown. I, I hear Washington has put together a statewide budget.
1: Yeah, well, we had uh, the legislature actually was all done and out of town like a couple weeks before this really, really got going. So the budget was based on lots of additional revenue that was anticipated because we are still go, 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 or at least up until the end of February, beginning of March, we were go, 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 and expecting another half a billion dollars. And yeah, so now that's not happening. So Inslee has uh, pulled out his line item veto pen to, again, X out roughly that amount over the next three years, Uh, about $445 billion has been taken back out of the next biennium. And just beyond that, most of it, well at least a portion of it now is coming out of some of his own wait, do you say four hundred and forty-five billion? Forty five million. Four hundred forty five million, okay. million. Yeah. We're not that big of a state. <laughs> I was I was I was questioning not, that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're 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 getting basically we we've got a budget that's the equivalent of the stimulus package. Yeah, no, 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 no. Four hundred and forty five million that's been backed back out of the uh, budget with the veto pen. Some of it's on some of his uh, pretty dearly held priorities, but are things that he's decided aren't so necessary in the time where the state needs all hands on deck for combating the coronavirus crisis. Yeah, so, uh, I, I'm reading is, that everything he cut
0: was new programs or newly expanded uh, programs. He he didn't cut anything that had been longstanding.
1: Yeah, like there were some new programs for, uh, again, climate change, uh, abatement, um, school counselors uh, was one I was
0: seeing in the Seattle Times article.
1: School counselors—a big chunk, I think, a good near fifty million for uh, training for uh, school employees, uh, paraeducators educators in particular. So, yeah, it's a lot of things that the state was just just starting to take on, but now they're backing away from, and probably just the first because you know we're shut down for this time period but when things start up again who knows how quickly the economy is going to be able to plug back into where it was old employers start to rehire and if we don't have the activity to generate the tax revenue because again we're funded primarily through sales taxes it's going to be really really tough (laughs) to get any of that going and get back in place again
0: I'm wondering if this crisis is going to like spur Washington to revisit its tax laws,
1: yeah, that would be that would be nice. I mean, you
0: could even tie into a bit of the anger the state has at like all these these fees and whatnot like you wouldn't yeah. need two hundred dollar car tags if you could have you know a one point five percent tax on income over five hundred thousand dollars or something like that
1: exactly and we've got plenty of highly compensated professionals in addition to the you know Microsoft Amazon capitalist class that could probably pay a significant amount more in than fact are right now
0: Amazon explicitly made that argument during uh, Seattle's head tax they they were saying they pay their employees you know these six figures that's where you should get your tax money tax them
1: yeah yeah I think that absolutely is. A completely reasonable approach to take because, yeah, I mean, things like a head tax, it's a taxing employment rather than taxing just the acquisition of money. So there's a fair point to be made there with that. And it's easier because everybody has to file their federal taxes anyway. So Mm -hmm. we can track pretty easily what their income is. You know, so it's a lot easier to administer than a lot of the other taxes.
0: This is going to go off the rails a little bit, but we waste so much money making people fill out their own tax returns. It, yeah. It's it's honestly insane. In a lot of countries, a lot of well developed, you know, countries that you would consider first world—Sweden, uh, Norway, Denmark—all operate this way. You are mailed a uh, a basic tax return already filled out. And the instructions that if we missed anything, go ahead and fix it. But otherwise, this is your tax return. You know, so if you have some sort of complicated financial situation where, you know, you owe capital gains and some obscure string of of transactions that went around the world, uh, you know, you can set that right. But for the most part, if you just get your money from wages, the state already knows how much you made. The state already knows how much they deducted. Like, why are they making you go pay $100 for some, like, tax-preparing software or H&R Block or whatever?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Just mail everybody their filled out tax return and be like, if you need to change anything, change anything. If you don't, uh, just ignore this letter. <laughs> that, that is literally how well-developed economies in the first world function in places that aren't America. So... I don't see why we can't do it. It would it would make tax time so much easier. And it would, why are we doubling this effort? The government literally already collects all this information. And they know when you lie on the forms they turn in because they already have all that information. The auditor is like well prepared when he sits down with you. Uh, so why are they making us do all it over again? Uh, yeah, sorry, that's, that's really a tangent. But you're absolutely right. The Government already like has all these tax forms. Washington should just join in. I realize you guys yeah. have to
1: pass a constitutional amendment to do that. but, but it's at this point, it's worth it because, Jeff, yeah, if, you know, we can't we capture a lot of tax revenue, you know for sales tax just because Amazon is located here. And so we can collect sales tax revenue, but I think it's significantly harder for out of ta- out of state online retailers, and I would bet a lot of people are doing their shopping that way right now, and yeah, you know, it just may not get collected. I don't, I'm not really sure how they're able to handle that. With you know, if you buy say from you know Walmart.com or what have you, I mean Costco's also you know their Based corporate headquarters here. is here, so they also get taxed. But
0: you guys are really yeah, lucky on that. Players, I didn't realize that. You're right. Yeah, Costco and Amazon are based there.
1: Exactly. So I mean, that's a huge chunk of online retail. But uh, everything else out there, if it's not Washington-based, I think it's a lot tougher to collect the revenue on it. And right now, brick and mortar is basically shut down. So here we are. You know, how is somebody going to spend and you know generate tax revenue with? While we're social distancing and shut down and Mm -hmm. for another several weeks, uh, that was the other big development this week, is uh, Inslee extended the stay home, stay safe order through, or stay home, stay healthy order through the beginning of May. Now it's up to May 4th, I believe. It had been through mid-April, so another couple of weeks. Another month of stay-at-home quarantine with a toddler, so... Good times in my household, that's for sure.
0: Can I ask you a, a vaguely related tax question you just brought to my head um, sure. with the, the out-of-state sales? The planes that Boeing actually manufactures up in Washington, uh, they do their 737s there, which account for like 80% of Boeing sales.
1: Do you guys get sales tax when they sell those planes? Um, I think that's there's got to be some kind of special method of taxation for that. You know, yeah, or of, you know, like
0: Boeing like, ships like, them off to Guam or something before
1: actually like legally selling them to anybody else. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I, was, I was just
1: curious. There's some kind of special designation for those kind of sales like uh, like they have with homes and things like that. Just sort of these massive non-consumer goods that,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you guys still charge sales tax on that. Uh, I I know for a fact that or that Washington still charges sales tax on car sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not homes, but I'm sure there's some sort of transaction tax on that. With how starved Washington is for income. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe
1: I'm not it's, sure. You've actually bought a house in Washington. It's, it's not our eight percent sales tax. I will say that. Okay, so yeah, it is it is some different form of taxation that hits some of those larger items. That is a good question text i'm gonna have to look into that
0: because yeah i'm just kind of curious about that um i I, and also i don't know how it works because like i know cars don't get sold when they leave the factory but planes usually do like before they build the plane they have an order
1: for the plane Uh,
0: yeah so it it seems to me that the sales transaction would
1: actually like happen in washington let's see yeah yeah i don't know i'll I found It looks like there's a few articles here. I may have to okay. actually do some reading on this. But, yeah, this is an interesting topic here. So it looks like there's actually been some legislation covering this this year. Oh, really? So, wow, okay. Hey, we'll, we'll have a
0: special tax report
1: tax next tax week. Tax <laughs> week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How do we tax the sale of a Boeing airplane? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think that's just about going to do it. Have a good week, Dan. You too, uh, Brock. Stay safe. Stay healthy. That's right. Mm, Bye.